Hillary. Welcome on in to the show. Sixers Summer League debut. Kicking us off 2022. Sixers fall to the Grizzlies 103.99. We'll talk about the good, the bad, everything in between. We will break it down as always. Talk about some of the bright spots we saw on this Sixers Summer League roster in day one of action. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll listen to what the people have to say. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Late night edition. We're coming through as always, man. What is going on? Everybody welcome in Philly Take with RB. Hit that like button for your boy. Subscribe to the channel, man. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it growing. Hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe if you're new and ring that notification bell back again with another stream man sixers go down to the grizzlies but some bright spots we will talk about we'll talk about some guys that didn't leave a good impression we'll break it down from both sides like always but if you are in here with me right now 9 30 on the east coast man welcome on in to the show once again philly take with rb i'm rb if you want to support the channel Drop a super chat, join channel memberships. There's even a new, uh, you know, membership thing now, a new perk on the channel where you can actually gift memberships to other people for a month, which I did not know until today. So shout out to the channel members. I am not going against my word. We will be doing some giveaways soon. I'm already uh, lining up the jerseys, man. So shout out to the members as well. Uh, Venmo, Cash App, all the links down below in the description. And very important, guys, follow the Instagram page. We are growing over there. And, hey, we might even be doing a giveaway over there. So go check out the Instagram page, as always, man. Philly Take with RB. Go check it out. Give it a follow. You know what to do, man. You know what to do. All right, man, shout out to everybody in the chat. Let's shout some people out. Sixers Summer League, we'll be breaking it down. How do we feel? How did we feel about tonight's game? Who left a good impression on you? We'll talk about it. Taz, what's going on? Nick, Sav, FNR in the chat. Prince Manito, Philly's finest, what's going on? Breezy dropping the yes, sir. 
RJ and D Green and Pingboy in the chat. Three great channel members. What is going on? How are we feeling, ladies and gentlemen? How are we feeling? Carson, what's going on? Ryan Rowe, Joshua Stewart, what's going on? Shout out to everybody out there, man. Almost 100 people up in here. Once again, hit that like button for your boy. Uh, let's talk about the Sixers Summer League debut. Let's talk about it, man. First and foremost, let's take a look again at our roster. Let's take a look at our roster. So this was the Sixers Summer League roster coming into tonight. Charles Bassey got the nod. Cassius Winston, who I was surprised about, got the nod. Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed. All right. Charlie Brown Jr. These guys came uh, ready to play. A little bit stiff, a little bit out of energy to begin the game, of course. You know, they haven't played in a while. They haven't gotten a lot of minutes. Uh, as the game went on, got a little more interesting. It actually came down to the wire because, as we know as Sixers fans, every game comes down to the wire, whether it's Game 7 of the Finals, Game 1 of the season, um, Summer League Edition, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> of course, it had to come down to the wire. Jaden Springer made one heck of a defensive play to even get us the ball back. So we'll look at that. And then we tried to put it in the hands of Jaden Springer, and he could not hold it. And that was the ball game, but it was very close throughout, especially in the fourth quarter. Thought the Sixers showed some fight later on. And uh, at least they put up a little bit of a fight. And they definitely have, you know, the next couple days to, to bounce back and, you know, do their thing. But anyway, so shout out... Uh, to my guy, Paul Reed. That's where we have to start, man. You know where we have to start. Paul Reed was an absolute menace. He was an absolute menace, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Reed tonight, 20 points, 15 rebounds in 31 minutes. As Austin Krell says here, he was the best player on the floor both sides, which is the standard you might set for a guy of his experience. Coming into his third season, we know we have expectations for Paul Reed. I was looking closely <clears throat> you know, at guys like Paul Reed and Charles Bassey and Isaiah Joe and Jaden Springer. I was looking at these guys because, as we know, player development is key in a team's development as a team and, you know, making that next step. And it's something we desperately need. And we're going to need some of these guys to step up. We're going to need a couple of these cats to make their imprint, you know, and, and get to the league, get to the to actual roster and, and come out here and, and be ready. You know, two, three years into a career, you have to be ready. And Paul Reed, once again, who has been a G league MVP. All right. This guy, every time he steps in the G league, he looks like a monster. That's what he was. He was a menace on both sides of the floor. He's, you know, dribble driving. He's hitting threes. His energy, it's it's priceless, man. He's going up four or five times for a rebound, getting his own, putting it back in. Paul Reed is the man. Paul Reed is the man. Now, it's unfortunate that he's six foot nine because if he was a couple inches bigger, I honestly think Paul Reed would be a guarantee to be the backup five for this team. I think he'd be the, the guarantee to be the backup five, but it doesn't seem as if, you know, he can do that. It doesn't seem he can do that. 
He's a little bit short to be the backup five, so maybe he'll get some run at that this year. Maybe he'll be the backup four. I don't know. What I do know is that Paul Reed came out and established his will right from the jump. His energy level was great, but, um, you know, he's just going to have to keep working because, you know, like we always say, you can look great in the G League, but what are you going to do, you know, when the games count? What are you going to do in the regular season? So he definitely has to get better. But great start tonight out of Paul Reed. Next guy we'll talk about is Isaiah Joe. Now, if I can pull up the stats here, Isaiah Joe, he had a decent game. All right, Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey out of the gate. I thought they played decent. A lot of people were upset with Isaiah Joe early on in this game. I thought he stepped it up uh, later on for sure. But, you know, I mean, Isaiah Joe, it's going to be a learning curve for him. It's going to be a learning curve. He did finish the game with 19 points. I think he shot somewhere of like 40, 45%. And, you know, he had a block, couple, a uh, couple steals. And he had one nice assist. It was a bounce pass. I forget who was uh, cutting to the basket. Might have been Springer. Uh, Isaiah Joe, you know, he got better as the game went on, right? A lot of these guys looked uncomfortable. It's the first action. They're leading the squad. Here's, you know, the, the quote, though, from this, you know, little training camp that they've had so far for the summer league. Uh, one of the coaches said that Isaiah Joe has really been the leader. He's been the guy in the third year, stepping up, being the vocal guy. He says he stood out as a leader. I've never seen Isaiah with the Sixers in a regular season pull guys aside and coach them. But in this setting, that's what he's been doing. He's been really leading us. And I thought Isaiah Joe was, you know, he was off to begin. He got a little bit hesitant at points in this game. I wanted to see him kind of take over, you know, because I know Isaiah Joe can do that. I'm really high on Isaiah Joe. His, his form is great, right? He came out, hit a, hit a nice shot. He also hit a nice step back from the mid-range. Um, this is one guy that can add an element for this Sixers team that we don't really have, and that's a guy who can create while moving, moving with the ball, moving with the dribble, right? Even moving, you know, off ball, being consistent. He needs to be more consistent because, I mean, he's at the point now with Doc Rivers where he's been in the league a couple years, and he needs to be able to knock down these consistent shots if he wants to take that next step. And I, I believe he can. And personally, I just, I'm looking for a lot from Isaiah Joe. Maybe it's a little bit too high of an expectation, but, you know, I, I want this kid to be good. I want him to be really good. And, I mean, if he's showing these type of characteristics, you know, he just, he, the play needs to come along. But, hey, if he can knock down his shots, Isaiah Joe should be able to crack the rotation. He's in a, a perfect example of a piece that you get late in the draft, and, you know, they just have those NBA-level attributes, right? They have those tendencies. Isaiah Joe, both sides of the ball can play. Now, in the defense, uh, it was definitely lackluster tonight. But I got to be honest, the entire defense was awful. The entire defense was awful, except for Jaden Springer, who stepped up in the second half. Now, Jaden Springer finished this game with 15 points, couple assists, a steal, a block. But Jaden Springer, he played pretty bad in the first half. And, you know, a lot of Sixers fans are sitting there thinking, I mean, this guy's 19 years old. We get it. He's young. He's raw. But this is your first round pick from last year. This is your first round pick. You need him to produce. This is what good teams do. This is what teams who take that next level do. They develop their picks. And a lot of people are still questionable about this pick. And he came out. 
in the first half. Now there's still a lot he needs to work on, right? That jump shot form is still uh, not really right. He's pushing a lot. Looks like he has a lot of tension on his shoulders. And, I, you know, he was a little bit hesitant shooting the ball. But in the second half, his defense stepped up to another level. And like I said, you know, with the game on the line, essentially, I know it's a summer league game, but making this type of play, man, it, it was a big play. It was a very, very big play. And, and let's, let's look at what Isaiah or uh, what Jaden Springer did here. This was a heck of a play. He made about three or four highlight plays, but he probably had the play of the game. He probably had the play of the game. I mean, this was with the game on the line. He, he goes up and he just rips Tillman, who's a pretty big guy. He ripped it right from him and saved it. I mean, that was a big IQ play for Jaden Springer. And obviously, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of defensive specialists. We've gone through a lot of guys that can play defense, but will they be able to develop offensively? That's a valid question. Jane Springer was working some guys off the, off the dribble. I saw a little bit of improvement, but he's still very raw. And I know, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of people were impressed with him after the second half. I still think he has a lot of work to do. Because I just, I don't see it clicking offensively yet. Now, I hope it does. I hope he's able to develop at least a little midi. Just something. I mean, when it comes to around the basket, Jaden Springer was great. I mean, he had these MJ layup packages going. I, he was hitting some of the craziest laps I've ever seen. Maybe it was just one of those games. But I mean, these little acrobatic falling down, falling backwards. Like, Jaden Springer was knocking down these crazy layups. But overall, as an offensive product... He's going to have to continue to develop. And, you know, this is just, I mean, I get it. He's 19 years old, but if you want to contribute, you can't just be a defensive specialist. So we're going to need him to improve, man. We're going to need him to improve. Um, but I did like what I saw in the second half out of Jaden Springer, at least defensively. So then we talk about uh, another guy, Charles Bassey who we are definitely looking for in terms of improvement, right? Daryl Morey essentially came out here and said, we don't, we're, we're, we're not going to sign a backup center. Andre Drummond got signed. A couple other guys, uh, McGee got picked up. Daryl Morey said, nope, we're not signing a backup center. Doc, I am forcing your hand to play Charles Bassey or Paul Reed or a combination of the two. Now, let me know what you guys thought of Charles Bassey tonight. He finished with seven points, six rebounds. Didn't play a whole lot, but, I, you know, I, I'm looking at more than just the, the stat sheets, right? Like, his lateral movement was pretty good. Once again, the whole team, it honestly looked like the normal Sixers team sometimes where they get in these lapses of defense. Like, there were just possessions throughout the game where, you know, they, they weren't even moving. They weren't getting back on defense. They weren't in transition or anything. But then there were also plays from Charles Bassey, from Paul Reed, even from a guy like Michael Foster, who we, we talked about in our undrafted free agent video. Um, and I wanted to see more of Julian Champagny as well. He didn't really play at all uh, other than a couple minutes. But Michael Foster, along with Charles Bassey, two big guys, I thought they held their own. And I thought their lateral movement was great. And, you know, they were contesting. And, and also they were out on the perimeter a little bit guarding some of these guys, uh, putting a hand up and, and really staying on their feet. They bit a couple times, but I thought Michael Foster and Charles Bassey looked pretty good in the moments that they did have tonight. And of course, they'll have more 
over the next couple games, but I, I was really impressed. And, and Michael Foster, you know, we talked about him, like I said, you know, he was supposed to go to Arizona State. He ended up going to the G League, and he came out after one year, and he's betting on himself. And I thought he looked okay. So maybe a guy to keep your eyes on for sure. And the one other guy, you let me know who you were the most impressed with tonight. I'm going to go out here on a limb and say I was most impressed with Grant Ryler. Now, it's funny when you talk about this Sixers uh, summer league team, right? Because they are literally filled with guys that I have loved, whether it's in college or, you know, scouting or prospects, whatever. Like you think about Cassius Winston. That was a guy I wanted the Sixers to draft a couple years ago. Grant Ryler, I wanted this team to draft him in the second round. Tyler Bay was a nice prospect last year. All of these guys are on the Sixers Summer League roster. And there's a lot of dudes that could definitely crack the roster if they, you know, like I said, make their imprint. But Grant Ryler, man, I think he's, what, 25, 26? I remember he was a little bit older. And you could really see that veteran experience showing, man. Grant Ryler was out there. He was making plays, right? He, he was hitting these, you know, little tight windows with his passes. He was on it, man. He was on it. He finished with 12 points in this game, a couple assists. But I, I thought he was really the one guy that could run the offense. And Cassius Winston had a couple nice plays as well. He had uh, eight assists. Cassius Winston had eight assists. He looked good as well. Um, he was very consistent tonight. And I liked both of those guys, you know, former guys who I, I've always liked. But my gosh, man. I thought Grant Ryler uh, had, a, had a decent game. I thought Ryler had a decent game. And, I, you know, the fourth quarter came around and Sixers are gnawing at that lead. And I'm like, yo, I want to see some Grant Ryler in this game. Because he was the one guy that looked like he could control the tempo. He looked like he could control the tempo. And, and like I said, Cassius Winston did as well. Uh, but he didn't get a ton of run. Now, at the end of the day, what does all this mean? Well, not much. This is summer league. You know, I was thinking about streaming the game. There just wasn't much to really talk about. It's, it's kind of just like a lackadaisical back and forth scrimmage. But you do see, you know, sometimes some of these players break through. And, and I talked about a couple guys I really want to see take that next step. And, and I want to see Isaiah Joe get a little more dominant with the ball in the next couple games. I want to see Jane Springer hopefully show something in the offensive arsenal. And I just want to see Paul Reed and Charles Bassey continue to dominate. Those are the four guys right there who I think have a really good shot at making the Sixers roster. Now, if a Grant Ryler continues to play this way, and I mean, he was playing good last year until he got hurt. And then we got rid of him. Obviously, we brought him back. But, you know, if Grant Ryler keeps playing this way, you never know. Cassius Winston. I want to see Champagny get more minutes. Michael Foster, like I said, looked Pretty decent in his moments tonight. A lot of people were on Isaiah Joe, man. A lot of people were on Isaiah Joe. Uh, I think he'll get better, though. And I think he'll get a little more consistent, and he'll do his thing, man. He'll do his thing. Shout out to everybody in here, man. 270 in the chat. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. We're, we're talking summer league. Didn't want to do you know something too long, but I wanted to get people's thoughts. If you want to call into the show, Give thoughts about the summer league, who you think could make the roster, who wouldn't. Call into the show, man, 508-924-3784. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Let's get it to 100 likes. We're almost there. Appreciate everybody supporting the shows, man. Also, in some other news within the NBA, a couple things we must talk about. Number one, Woj said on SportsCenter today, 
that the talks between James Harden and Philadelphia are expected to pick up and could come to terms on a deal. Now, if you've been rocking with the Instagram page, like I said, follow the Instagram at Philly Take with RB. Follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. I've been talking a lot about this, this massive party that went down at Michael Rubin's crib for the 4th of July. I mean, they had every celebrity. They had like all the top NBA players. I saw P.J. Tucker, Harden, even Embiid, Maxi. All these guys were having a good time. We thought it, we thought Harden was meeting in the Hamptons about his contract. He said, no, no. Michael Rubin said, everybody come over to my place. We're going to just throw the party of the year real quick, which was funny. But anyway, hopefully Harden's still there doing his thing because he was turned. Him and Travis Scott, they were having a night. They were having a night. So hopefully Harden gets this deal done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. And that's that. Now, the one other thing I wanted to talk about before we take a few callers is this. Now, this this kind of frustrates me, man. This does. TJ Warren agreed to a one-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets. I think it was on a vet minimum as well per shops. So TJ Warren is going to the Brooklyn Nets. What does this mean? I think it means that TJ Warren is the succession plan for Kevin Durant. I think the Nets are preparing for life after KD, after Kyrie. There's rumors, oh, they might not get traded. I think they're on the move. You've requested a trade. It is what it is. Uh, I think they're done. But TJ Warren was a guy I really wanted for this Sixers team. And if he was had at a minimum, I get it. He hasn't really played much in two years. But when he last played, he was on fire. He was a 40% shooter from deep. He was averaging, what, almost 20 a game. He was doing his thing, man. And I know it's going to be hard to come back from that, but you're telling me there was absolutely no market. TJ Warren could have been had at a minimal. And we did not inquire, I guess. Now, maybe TJ Warren looked at the Brooklyn Nets and said, all right, here's my chance to get my career back on track because I've been out for two years. And the Nets are pretty much going to have nobody. So let me go and just ball and put up 25 a game. Maybe that was the idea. And I perfectly understand it. I definitely understand it. But come on, man. We could have had him. We could have had him, man. So I wish the Sixers would have went out and targeted a TJ Warren in free agency. But we didn't. And we have our squad. And it looks to me that we're probably not going to make many more moves unless a trade happens. But are the Sixers going to make a trade at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make a trade or not. Shout out to my guy Superhero in the chat. Says Paul Reed is my dude from this Summer League squad. He is a monster. And, you know. I hope Paul Reed isn't that guy who just lies between summer league and the NBA for his career. Like I hope he makes that jump and is not just the G league MVP. I hope he becomes the backup for the backup five and he, and he's doing his thing, right? The one thing I will say about Paul Reed, because in this summer league, you need to look at these guys in, you know, that you need to look at specific details, right? Who cares if they win the game or not? But Paul Reed has been working on that vertical. He's been, you know, explicitly stating it in interviews or whatever. He's like, I'm working on my vertical. I'm trying to get more athletic. I'm trying to get my body right. And he's just all over the place, man. He looks a little more fit. And I like it. I like it, man. 
Iron, appreciate that, man. Says just subscribed, enjoying the content. Good work. Thank you for being here, man. We got 300 people. You guys are incredible. Just talking Summer League. I Look, if you watch Summer League, I know you're a diehard fan, man. I know you really, really like the intricacies like me, man. Because Summer League, man, there's not much to talk about, but it's it's still interesting. And, and the Sixers have some young prospects, and it's something I've talked about deeply this offseason. You need to develop, man. You cannot just rely on free agent acquisitions, on trades. Look at all these other teams that have had a successful plan. You have to develop your young guys, and we've gone too long without doing so. And we need some of these guys to step up. And really, we need our coach, Doc Rivers, to give them a chance. It seems that we're at a point where Daryl Morey is literally forcing a backup center upon Doc Rivers. He's saying, play Charles Bassey, play Paul Reed. You have to do this. You have to. Isaiah Joe, will he get some minutes? Well, he's got to be a little more consistent, but he should. Jay, is Jaden Springer even going to touch the NBA? If Jaden Springer is a player that does not touch the NBA this year, then you drafted him and you sat him for two years. I don't understand. What's the plan? What's the plan? That's my question. The other thing I wanted to say is that uh, traveling queen did not play tonight as I'm seeing in the chat. I forgot to mention that they said he's trying to get back to conditioning. Um, so hopefully he'll get some run. Some people were disappointed about that. I was watching some more on him. He seems like a guy who can put it on the floor. He was the G league MVP apparently last year. Um, <clears throat> and he's, you know, former rocket. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And I'm also inspired by his story. Uh, if you don't know, definitely go check it out. It's very inspiring, and, and I'm rooting for the best for that kid. But who, who did you guys look at tonight and say, wow, that guy surprised me, or I'm excited about that? Let me know. Call into the show, 508-924-3784. Shout out to all the callers that have been calling in, chiming in, man. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll go to the phone lines, man. Let's go to our, let's go to our guy, John in the 609. John, what's going on? What's going on, RB? How you so, doing, John, brother? how you feeling, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. I, I don't think there's many positions on this team right now where any of these guys that are playing in the summer league are going to crack the, the full-time roster. Okay. I only see maybe Charles Bassey or Paul Reed, one of the two, and then I think we'll give uh, Queen a uh, a chance just because of his size, okay. you know, that six foot six, uh, stature, uh, is really going to help him out. I think one of the negatives going for Isaiah Joe is the fact that he's rather small. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I agree. He's definitely got to put on some weight. Um, he's definitely a raw prospect, but I don't know. I, I just see Isaiah Joe as a guy who could develop the shot. Um, and I think Jaden Springer, you know, obviously I, I don't see it yet, but I just think as a team, you need to value your high draft picks. And, you know, they got to do something for your team, man. I, I don't feel like you can keep relying that heavy weight of just having to make the best free agent signings or the best trades, you know? Well, one or two things are going to have to happen in order for him to get any sort of playing time. And that's going to have to be us trading Bible, Cork Moss. We need to, you know, we have what, 16 players signed? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if the process of elimination. If you if you list fifteen guys, if, if Isaiah Joe makes that that list right now, and it's a shame because Doc should have given him 
a lot more time last year, uh, just along with Paul uh, Reed and Charles Bassey. It's a shame we didn't further develop these guys, and now we're hoping that they get some sort of experience in the summer league. This yeah. should have been NBA basketball last year, you know, down to, especially down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. And I, I look at how much we had to rely on Paul Reed last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if he would have just gotten more time and more development in actual game time situations, maybe that would have helped him in the playoffs. Maybe we wouldn't have been down 0-2 against Miami. Maybe we would have been able to squeak that game one win. But you know, we had the we had to put freaking uh, DeAndre Jordan in there. Like, yeah. You know, he he shouldn't be in the league any longer. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I still can't stand what happened with that situation regarding, you know, Paul Reed having a great game and Doc talking about the victory tour and just, you know, kind of killing his confidence and then going into the playoffs, ending up playing him without giving him the, the necessary experience or just time to get his feet wet. Uh, it just didn't make sense to me, and, and I think Daryl's trying to force him on him now. Now, do you, do you see any way Springer makes this team? Because I, I don't know. I, I think he might be in the so. G League this whole entire year if if uh, we don't trade him. He might he might be a trade commodity, being the fact that he is a former first round pick. Yeah, because where does he fit he does. right now? I don't think he cracks the roster, and, and I just I'm not seeing it with him. Like when I watch him, it's just there's not much jumping off the page other than a couple of these big defensive plays. At least for me. At least for me. He he probably has a lot of pressure on his back considering what we've done this offseason is filling a couple key open spots that he may have been able to, you know, weasel his way into. But now I I just don't see it. I you know, we're our chips are all in. We're all in to win the championship. Yeah. And for a nineteen year old kid to to try to be a key component to this basketball team, I, I don't see it. Our young youthful star is Maxi, and yeah. and I don't think other than that, I think we'll have young veterans. But I don't I don't think we're going to have a 19 year old kid play any sort of key component to this team, except for a you know a Paul Reed or a, uh, or a Charles Blassi. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree, John. Appreciate the call. Um, He's exactly right, you know. Maybe maybe we just we rock with the guys we had. But then again, my question is, is that still enough? Is that still enough? I don't know. Because we talk about Tyrese Maxey, and of course he's special. Of course Maxey has a bright future, but, you know, is that enough? Is Maxey ready to be that guy? We got to remember, he's only 22 years old. Is he ready to be a key component, one of the main scorers on a championship team? And I think that's why it's so important that it comes back to James Harden. Like, what version of James Harden will we get? What version of James Harden will we get? And I remember a caller the other day as well, you know, saying that there's a, you know, a few positions on his team where we're just, we don't have enough or we don't have enough certainty yet, right? Like, with the backup center, as John just talked about on the phones, like, is Charles Bassey ready to be a backup center for a championship team? Is Paul Reed ready to be that guy? I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer to that question. And I think the Sixers need to evaluate. Who knows? Maybe you pick someone up during the season, but you have to give these guys a shot. If you're going to go all in with them, you have to give them a shot during the regular season. You have to give them a shot. You can't just throw them in with a month to go in the, in the season or, or when the playoffs start and say, all right, 
go get it done. So it's kind of where we're at, man. Shots by Shad in the chat. What's going on? Shout out to my guy, man. Drops the yes, sir. Appreciate you being in here. All the channel members stand up, man. Appreciate you guys. Hit that thumbs up button. Be sure to subscribe if you're in here listening, man. We'll be on for a little more, a uh, little while longer. If you want to give your thoughts, call into the show 508-924-3784. Thought it was a decent start for this squad. I thought it was a, a decent night. Like I said, we're not putting too much stock into uh, the summer league. But some of these guys showed, you know, a little bit. Now, again, the defense, I, I, I feel like we didn't even practice defense. The game plan was awful on that side of the ball. Um, guys were leaving shooters wide open. There were a couple hustle plays where we just kind of sat there. And, you know, I think it was, what, the second quarter, the Grizzlies were like seven for seven to begin that quarter. There was just, like, there was... <laughs> We they were just having a shoot around to be honest for parts of this game, and you know the intensity was not there, and and maybe you know maybe that maybe that's signaling something. Maybe these guys aren't ready. Maybe they aren't ready. So we'll have to wait and see, man. We'll have to wait and see. Charlie Brown Jr. It was interesting to see him back on the floor. Charlie Brown Jr. finished with fifteen points. In this game, a couple assists, a couple steals, had a couple nice rebounds. Um, once again, as it's like a common theme, to be honest with this team, uh, the the shots were some of these guys jump shots. I, I mean, they got to work with these these guys, man. Like Charlie Brown's jump shot. It's it's kind of, you know, like goes from the side of his head. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Soul in the chat says, no, they barely have any experience because Doc didn't give them that experience. Exactly. And that's where Doc, as a coach, needs to come out of his comfort zone. And, you know, he just, he needs to adapt. He needs to adapt. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like we'll get a, a sense early on whether the Sixers team did enough, you know. I think the Sixers team did what they could based on their their situation. Question is, is it enough? Follows his acquiring Melton made Springer a trade target. I, I mean, I just want to know what this team views for Jaden Springer. What do they view for Jaden Springer? What is his future on his team? Because essentially he's six foot four. He's a shooting guard, but he can't really shoot. Kind of reminds me of Zaire Smith. Like he's more of like an athletic finisher, defender type. And it's like we we got him, and it's almost like we're stashing him because, you know, he's just gonna ride in the G League. I remember when they asked Daryl Morey about him, and he essentially said, you know, we view this as a potential defensive specialist one day. Well, what does that mean? Like we we need production, man. We need a, a Peyton Pritchard, a Grant Williams. A Jordan Poole. We need that type of player in the draft. A guy who's going to come off the bench and light it up. And light it up. So, that's what we need in my opinion. That's what we need. But, again, the Sixers go down 103-99. Nothing crazy. Thought a couple guys showed up. They showed some 
some highlight plays. And again, Jane Springer, he had a, a couple nice defensive plays. But, um, you know, lots of work to be done. I'm hoping to see more minutes from guys like Julian Champagny and uh, Michael Foster and Grant Ryler. I thought, you know, they would get more than they did. Philip Petrusev is supposed to be here playing. Hopefully we'll see him. He was a monster shot blocker last year. So we'll see what happens with him and, and Trevlin Queen. Hopefully he'll make his, uh, his awaited debut and uh, get some run. Kyle says Cassius Winston was nice to see on the floor. I agree. I agree. And, and I'm a big fan of Cassius Winston, even in college. One of the Sixers to draft him a couple years ago in the second round. Um, and he had eight assists. He was moving the ball. And he looked like he knew what he was doing. They, they were talking about it on the broadcast. They said that uh, Cassius Winston has, has lost weight, got his body in a better shape. So hopefully he can be a little contributor. Hopefully he can do a little something for this team. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. As of right now, though, there's not much we can really talk about. We're, we're awaiting James Harden's contract. And, you know, this is what we have. This is what we have to really, you know, go off of. We pretty much know uh, what our team is going to look like at this point unless we make a trade. So... It's kind of where we're at, man. It's kind of where we're at. If we got anybody else who wants to call the show, call in 508-924-3784. Other than that, we'll wrap it up in a few. And uh, we have a summer league game. What do, we, what do we have? Tomorrow? Tomorrow at 9 p.m. I don't even know how that's going to go. Maybe we'll watch the game you know, together. I, I don't really want to commentate that game. Like, Summer league games are just a little bit different. Um, maybe we'll do a stream or a video. Maybe we'll talk about something. Else. I don't know, man. Maybe James Harden will sign his contract, and then we can talk about that. But um, hey, man. Nonetheless, you know we're bringing that we're bringing the coverage from every angle. We're bringing the coverage from every angle, man. So appreciate everybody out there supporting the channel, man. Giving it a chance. You know we're we're trying to. Bring this to another level. And, um, yeah, man. If anybody has some thoughts on, on something that surprised them tonight, let me know in the chat. NBA experience is very different from Summer League and G League, says Douglas. I agree. I agree. Some of these guys like Paul Reed could dominate in the G League, but what will they do when they're called up to the show? It's much different, and they need to get their body right. They do. They do. So we'll have to wait and see, man. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out. False says Doc probably won't play any of these guys. Might not. Might not. But he's going to be forced to have to play, you know, one of these centers, man. It's gonna, he's going to be forced to, so... We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But with that being said, man, the Sixers go down 103 to 99. A little bit of upside tonight. Getting started off, you know, with watching some of these young prospects. Hopefully somebody can make their name heard. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of them can, can get going. Show us something. We need more depth. We need more of these guys 
to continue to produce. But uh, shout out to everybody in here, man. Once again, if you have not yet, go follow the Instagram page at Philly Take with RB. We're going over there. Shout out to all the channel members. And uh, follow me on Twitter, man. Follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. That being said, just wanted to come on here, talk about the game, give my thoughts. Shout out to uh, the caller. And uh, yeah, man. That'll probably do it for tonight's show. So we got more coming up this week. We'll keep you updated on the James Harden situation. We'll talk about these next couple days of games. We'll see if somebody can break out and and have a big game or show us something. But as of right now, Sixers, just got to keep on working, man. Got to keep on working. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Appreciate you guys coming through tonight. Sixers go down 103.99. They're back at it tomorrow night. Paul Reed, let's see if he can follow up his dominant performance with another big one, man. If you guys are watching this on its second time around, hit that thumbs up for your boy. Hit that thumbs up on the way out as well. Go connect with me over there on social media, man. Appreciate everybody coming through. You guys have a fantastic night. Be safe, everybody. Catch you guys on the next one. Peace.